Vice President George H.W. Bush had a distinguished career in public life. The son of a well-respected U.S. senator, he had enlisted in the Navy in 1943, becoming the youngest pilot in the Navy at that time, and he flew more than 50 combat missions in World War II, including one where he had to eject from his aircraft in a raid over Japan after his plane was struck by enemy anti-aircraft fire. Later, after a career in the oil business in Texas, George H.W. Bush went on to become a member of the House of Representatives from Texas, a U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, the chairman of the Republican National Committee, an envoy to the People's Republic of China, and the director of the Central Intelligence Agency. Vice President Bush had faithfully supported Ronald Reagan through both terms of his dramatic and course-altering presidency. In a city notorious for leaking, no leaks came from the Bush office. In an office often used for the stronger part of a tactile politics and sometimes more questionable public ethics behavior, Vice President Bush remained the consummate gentleman and clean government professional, no Spiro Agnew or Richard Nixon he. When he declared his intention to run for the Republican nomination for president, however, he found he had plenty of opponents. For starters, there was the Kansan Senate Republican leader Bob Dole. A national figure for decades, he had run with President Gerald Ford as his vice presidential nominee in 1976. Then there was Congressman Jack Kemp, Republican from New York, who represented the charismatic young supply-siders, those who believed in economic growth through marginal tax rate cuts. Kemp was also a social conservative and foreign policy hawk. His base was tied to a philosophy of economic growth through tax cuts, social renewal, and tough rhetoric for the Soviet Union and its satellites. Kemp was the principal author and spokesman on Capitol Hill for the tax cuts that helped define the Reagan presidency, and was known for such clever partisan jibes as, the leaders of the Democratic Party aren't soft on communism, they're soft on democracy. Mr. Dole and Kemp weren't the only opponents. The carefully laid plans of many Republican hopefuls, including Delaware Governor Pete DuPont and former Secretary of State Alexander Haig, were thrown into disarray by the entrance of Reverend Pat Robertson, president of the Christian Broadcasting Network, into the race. Robertson's appeal to evangelicals was said to be equivalent in the GOP to Reverend Jesse Jackson's appeal to black Americans in the Democratic ranks. Robertson would prove to disrupt the candidacy of Jack Kemp, himself an evangelical Christian, with the ever-growing base of religious conservatives. In the 1987 Bellwether Ames, Iowa straw poll, Pat Robertson came in first place. By early January 1988, the polls from Iowa, whose caucuses are considered key tests of strength in presidential contests, validated Robertson's strength, but showed Bob Dole in the lead. Indeed, Vice President Bush was having problems. Bush's nomination would typically have been a near coronation because he was the sitting vice president loyally serving a beloved president. Richard Nixon, for example, had had little trouble wrapping up the Republican nomination following eight years' service with the popular Eisenhower in 1960. As party machines began to fade over the years, however, it was becoming necessary to show real strength at the grassroots and to actually earn the votes of primary voters and activists. Thus, in a split field, Bush's nomination was far from assured. In January 1988, with polls showing him in second place in the February Iowa caucuses, 
Vice President Bush went on the CBS Evening News with Dan Rather for a wide-ranging interview. Dan Rather was, even then, considered a biased anchor, eager to embarrass Republicans. When Rather tried to badger Bush with questions about his alleged involvement in Iran-Contra, Bush pushed back, strongly. After a series of unremitting questions, the dialogue on national television went this way. Rather, I don't want to be argumentative, Mr. Vice President. Bush, you do, Dan. Rather, no, no, sir, I don't. Bush, this is not a great night, because I want to talk about why I want to be president, why those 41% of the people are supporting me, and I don't think it's fair, rather, and Mr. Vice President, if these questions are, Bush, to judge my whole career by a rehash on Iran, how would you like it if I judged your career by those seven minutes when you walked off the set in New York, rather? Well...